One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. back to making good the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact i'm your host lauren tilden and this is episode 77 one thing that i think about a lot as a small business owner is energy how does the energy i bring to a task affect the result or final product in the same way that you can sometimes feel an artist's emotion in the final work of art i think that we bring an energy to everything we do that you can feel in the final product I've noticed this down to the smallest thing, like writing an email. If I put a little bit of extra excitement and heart into what I write, things tend to go a lot better than if I'm just trying to slam through my inbox as quickly as possible. When I can bring a calm and relaxed energy to my watercolors, they tend to come out a lot more free-flowing and, in my opinion, beautiful. And when I sit down to write an episode of Making Good that I'm really, really excited about, it comes out really, really well. Which brings us to today. The topic that I had planned for today's episode is something super important that I can't wait to get into in a future episode, but I was not feeling it today. So I'm doing a last minute change of plans to cover something that sounds a lot better to me in this moment. Today, we are doing a marketing Q&A episode. I chose four questions that I received in response to my Instagram stories poll, and I will be diving into those today, and they are really good. But before we get started, a couple of things up front first. One, let's talk about content. One thing that I hear over and over again is I can't figure out what to say in my marketing. If that sounds like you, I have an awesome workbook that will walk you through a process for generating a lot of content ideas your audience is guaranteed to love. To download it, head to makinggoodpodcast.com slash content. Second, I invite you to join other values-driven small business owners for inspiration, accountability, and lots of business and marketing strategy. This all takes place in the free Facebook community that goes along with this podcast, the Good Business Community. The link will be in the show notes, or you can go to makinggoodpodcast.com slash community to be redirected. Finally, if you enjoy this podcast, there are a few ways that you can help to spread the love. First, I would be so honored for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher to help others find the podcast. And second, take a screenshot while you're listening and tag me on Instagram at Lauren Tilden, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. I would so love to connect with you and cheer you on. Okay, so let's get into the first question, and that is this. I need help with my engagement. I post daily, lives, etc., but no one engages on my posts. Okay, so first of all, I want to tell the person who wrote this question that they are so, so, so not alone on this. 
In fact, I'm betting that a pretty good percentage of people who are listening to this episode right now can relate to this feeling. So just know that you're in good company. That said, I do have five things you and any listener can do to improve your engagement. My first suggestion is to make sure that you're being human. People want to engage with humans. Make sure that everything you share sounds like you wrote it. If it's not something you would say on the phone to a friend, then we need to go through and do some editing of how you're writing and speaking. Another part of being human is to make sure that you're not selling too hard. People these days are very good at detecting when they're being sold to, and it's not going to do you any favors to be selling all of the time. I like to say, aim to provide valuable content, so helping people 80% of the time, and then talking about and selling your product about 20% of the time. My second suggestion is to put some real thought into how you can start to build relationships. A great place to start with this is on Instagram stories. You can get people used to interacting with you by using interactive features like story polls, question stickers, quizzes, etc. Then you can even take it a step further by actually sending a direct message to everyone who participates to continue the conversation. Not to continue the conversation by trying to sell something to them, but just to get to know them better. This is almost like training people how to engage with you. People will be much more likely to engage on your content and leave comments, things like that, when they feel like they already have a relationship with you and know you as they're used to engaging with you on DMs or on your stories. My third tip is to tell people what to do. One thing that often works is to take the thinking part out of it for people and simply tell them what action they need to take next. The easier the action to take, the more likely people will be to do it. So for example, saying something like, Drop a heart emoji below if you agree is a lot easier to do than tell me your favorite childhood memory, which will make people stop and think and have to put some effort into responding. Giving people a super easy way to engage by telling them exactly what to do is a great way to improve your engagement. Number four, I would be remiss if I didn't mention your ideal customer here. If you're doing a lot of these strategies and you're just not getting a response, it might be worth spending some time getting to know your ideal customer, making sure that you're creating content that is exciting and relevant to them, that is directly answering questions or challenges they have or providing value just for them. And then when you feel like you've really nailed that ideal customer profile, you can make sure that you're communicating specifically to that person and for that person. If you don't feel like you have your ideal customer down yet, check out episodes 52 and 75 for more. My fifth tip is finally to just keep showing up. For most of us, social media is a long game, not something that happens overnight and results are seen over time. The next question is, how do you get people to show your items on their Instagram account? Okay, so this is a fun one. Basically, we're wondering how do we get people to help us do our marketing for us? For me, this falls into two different categories. The first is how do we get people to post about our products on their own? And the second is how do we get people to reshare our social media content? Let's talk about both of them. First up, how do we get people to post about our products on their own? So I talked about this in my response to the previous question, but telling people what to do can be a really powerful way to get action. If you have a physical product, you might consider including a little note in the packaging, encouraging people to share a photo of your product in their home. Some people use a custom hashtag for this, and you could go as far as incentivizing it somehow. Maybe they get free shipping on their next order, or you'll reshare their photo when they tag you. Both are a way of getting more attention. You could also think hard about the customer experience of receiving your product. 
if you can make it surprising or unusual or beautiful or stand out to them in some way, they'll be more likely to want to share it spontaneously without being prompted. You could also consider doing a giveaway or a contest. Oftentimes, this means teaming up with a couple of other makers, but you could do it yourself as well. The key part is to make sure that one of the ways people can be entered into the giveaway is by sharing a photo of your product and tagging you in it on social media, either to their Instagram feed, Instagram stories, or some other platform. Finally, you could think about working with an influencer. Now, this is not an area I have any expertise in, so I do have an episode coming up about this, but many influencers accept product for free in exchange for posting about it, or they command a fee. Most small, small businesses are going to be looking for what are called micro-influencers. The important thing is to make sure that you find someone who has an audience full of people who would be a good ideal customer for you. Stay tuned for an episode all about this. Now let's talk about the second part of this answer. How do we get people to reshare our content on social media? The first is create content that's really shareable. The kinds of content that people love sharing are things that are humorous or entertaining, things like memes or funny reels, or inspiring content. Quotes, for example, work really well for this. It's much harder to get people to share photos of your product, but even if they're sharing a photo that isn't just your product, it's still a good way of increasing your visibility. My second comment here, am I a broken record yet? You do want to tell people to share your content, specifically ask them to share it to their stories, which is a lot easier than posting to their feed. I've done this a bunch of times. One fun way to do it is to create a graphic. So a quote graphic, for example, and a bunch of different color schemes, and then ask people to share their favorite color scheme to their stories. You can say something like, inspired by this quote, share your favorite version to your stories. The next question is, how often do I need to post my products when I'm trying to mix up my feed? This is a great question for product-based businesses. Basically, when we're trying to create an Instagram or other social media feed that is interesting and fun to engage with, how do we balance posting product photos with other photos? So there's definitely no one right way to go about this. You'll see some successful businesses who exclusively post photos of their products and some who post only occasional photos. I think that at least 50% of your photos should include your product in them somewhere. I know for a lot of us, it feels like, how can we possibly keep things fresh and interesting when we're just posting the same products over and over again? Well, I would encourage you to get creative about the photos. For example, if you make earrings, you could post photos of the same pair of earrings in so many different ways. Some photos could be of a model wearing the earrings. Some could be just a single product photo of the earrings. Some photos could have a bunch of earrings packaged, getting ready to ship. You could have photos of a bunch of sets all merchandised together as if they're for sale at a market or in a store. You could take a close-up of a pair of earrings in the palm of your hand. I also want to remind you that even if you post an image of a pair of earrings you made, the caption doesn't have to be about those earrings. You could write about the morning you had today or something that inspired you to design this particular product or a vacation you're looking forward to, whatever. Don't feel pigeonholed to only talk about the same thing over and over again because that's what's in the image. So how do you go about your non-product photos? Well, that's up to you. I recommend posting behind the scenes photos or videos of you packaging your products to go out the door. You could post a headshot of you, the founder of the business, or a member of your team, even the pup who keeps you company, or post a mood board or an image, something that inspires you. 
The last question I'm going to answer today is what do you think about discount codes? This is a great question. And I want to start by saying, again, there's not a right answer to this question. The important thing before setting up a bunch of discount codes is to ask yourself, what is my intention? One intention I think makes a lot of sense for using discount codes is to get someone to sign up for your email list. Regular listeners know that I am all about the power of email, but sometimes the hardest part is simply getting people to sign up to be on your email list. Providing a discount code for a percentage off or free shipping is a pretty good incentive to give someone in exchange for their email address. And for me, having someone join my email list is worth the cost of them using that discount code to spend a little bit less money with me that one time. However, some brands, particularly luxury brands, don't like to use discount codes ever, and that's totally fine too. Personally, I will also do occasional sales using discount codes. Occasional meaning a couple times per year. This is another thing you can think about doing occasionally as an added incentive to buy, but you do just want to be careful about this. I'm sure that we can all think of those brands that you'll only shop at when there's a big sale going on because they seem to have sales so often that you can just wait for the next one. We really don't want to train our audience or our customers to only buy from us when there's a sale going on. And the best way to make sure we don't is to not have sales and discount code promotions happening all the time. Just one last thought on this question is you could think about doing discount or promo codes in a different way. What if someone could use a code and instead of getting a discount or free shipping, they got something extra along with their order, like a free sticker or another free item? Okay, that's what I have for you today. Did you like this Q&A style episode? Let me know on Instagram by messaging me over at Lauren Tilden. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. Or take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player and tag me on Instagram. You can find the notes from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 77. A couple final things I think you might love before I sign off. First, I have an awesome guide to creating marketing content and coming up with new ideas. You can download it for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash content. And second, there's a Facebook community of amazing other small business owners and great content just for the group that I would love for you to join. You'll be redirected if you go to makinggoodpodcast.com slash community. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.